my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. Do you often feel as if you and your partner are on opposite financial paths? Maybe one of you is an impulse shopper and just spend, spend, spend and buy, buy, buy. And the other one of you is really frugal or fiscally responsible, making sure that you've got the savings account and it's building and all of that. And what happens is not often are we both on the exact same path. In fact, finances are one of the major sources of conflict in relationships. So clearly this is a big deal for a lot of people. So at least you know you're not alone if this is resonating with you. But let's take a look at this and see if you can kind of uncover a type of financial control. Because a lot of times either way, it's a form of control. And one or the other is trying to have control in their own way And it really creates a crappy dynamic, a hot mess. And so as you're listening to these, not only do I want you to help identify what your partner's doing, because I know there's part of you that's going to go, oh, see, that's exactly what's happening. But I also want you to look at what you might be doing. This is where you're going to get underneath the surface. This is not surface level stuff. Very rarely is that ever helpful. But I want you to consider what type of financial control you are exhibiting you personally, because you know, you can't change your partner. We don't have any control over other people. So which one of these or multiple ones are you exhibiting? So these are just a few, I'm sure there are other ways, but these are the few that I've brainstormed based on my own experiences and friends and clients and family and all of that. And so really just take a look at which one of these resonates with you, what you're going through, what you're doing. And where the control maybe could be let go or shifted. And of course, stay till the end because I'm going to give you some ways to work through these as a couple or at least yourself. So one way in which we have the financial control is we want to be making our own decisions, right? So this is when maybe our partner, whether it's good intentions or poor intentions, they're telling us, no, you can't go buy that. And so we have that attitude. This is me. I'm raising my hand right now of don't tell me what I can and can't do. Don't tell me what I can and can't buy. And so I'm going to go out and make a stupid financial decision and buy lots of things or buy a big thing just to prove a point. I've actually done that. I did that with a scooter one time. I actually didn't even want the scooter, but because I was told, no, you're not going to have a scooter. I was like, oh, you're not going to tell me no, just watch me. And I ended up with a scooter, like stupid mistake, whatever. It was fun. I wrote it. It was a good time, but the reasoning behind it was poor. And not only did that set us back a little bit financially, but it also didn't help my relationship. Right? So that was one of the ones where I'm raising my hand, but we see that within a lot of people, right? We can see that with our kids, our partners, sometimes ourselves. So there's another way in which we have this financial struggle and control. And that is when you want your partner to see you sacrificing 
for the sake of them or for the family or whatever, and you want them to feel bad for you or love you more. So this is really when it's like, I'm the martyr. Look at how I have saved all this money. I have been, you know, buying the cheap stuff and not buying what I want and not taking care of myself all for you. And guess what? They're not even seeing it. They don't even notice. All that does is create more and more frustration for you. And then on the flip side, maybe they're doing that to you and your partner is doing that same thing and you feel that emotional string. It's a type of manipulation. That's just how it is. But you're feeling that and you're recognizing that they're sacrificing and you're trying to get them to go spend it. You don't want this placed on your shoulders. You can see what's going on, but you don't really know what to do to stop it. Now, another way in which we're trying to control is caused by a fear, a lack mentality. We're wanting to hoard it to keep the money there because, you know, there's always death, doom and destruction hanging on the other side. Right. And especially with the economy right now, we hear it constantly on the news all the time. Things are more expensive. Gas prices are higher. And yet people are still driving. People are still shopping. Yes, I do not want to minimize the impact of what's going on right now, but just be aware of your fear level and their fear level. Is this something that is a big deal? Is there something that you need to be doing as a family? Or is this something that you have always been doing because of your fear and your scarcity mindset. This one is interesting because your partner is not responsible for the way in which you were raised and the money beliefs that may or may not serve you both. And putting that and projecting that onto them and saying, this is how it has to be is also not helpful. Hey, podcast fam. Years ago, I was in a really messy place and I didn't know where to go, where to start. And someone actually recommended a book to me. I started reading and my entire world changed. It was a self-help book. And from then on, I was binging every self-help book I could get my hands on. But what I loved was that the perspective of others, the things they had learned truly changed my life. And it really put me on a forward moving path that I have never had to look back on that I have been so incredibly grateful for. Now, over time, those books started to take over my house. I have a teeny home. I didn't have a ton of space. And what changed for me was I began listening to books. Now you're here, you're listening to this podcast. So I know you know the value of hearing words and being able to listen while you do other household tasks like folding laundry, getting ready for the day, mowing the lawn, whatever it is that you're doing, you're consuming it by listening. And that is exactly what I started doing to conserve space and be able to listen to more was using audiobooks. I love, love, love audiobooks because it gives me the freedom to be able to listen to any genre. I can listen to self-help and then a little bit later I can listen to a murder mystery if I want to. Whatever it is that I need in that moment, it is there. And that is why I'm so excited to let you know that I have paired up with Audible. So as one of my listeners, you can go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and try Audible for 30 days for free. Yep. Super excited about that because they have every genre under the planet. 
All of the good books are on there and you can totally get your fill of self-help and everything else that you might need to truly impact your life for the future. And you get to try it for 30 days free. Think of how many books you could test out in that time frame. So remember, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and give it a shot for 30 days. If you don't love it, you cancel it. No big deal. All right. With that, we're going to go back to this episode. So there are a couple of other types. Another type is I want to have the final say. That is when the buck stops here, literally. And it causes conflict within the relationship because someone's being controlling just over, I get to decide, I get to say. And whether that's you or your partner, that's a recipe for disaster. So if it is you, stop. (laughs) We're going to cover that one here again in a minute. And then another one, and the last one that I want to talk to you about in this idea of which way of control you might be, but it is that you want to spend money as a way to poke the bear. And you know, if that's you, or you know what's going on, you know what I mean. Finances, money, spending is a taboo topic between the two of you. It is a source of contention. And so you go out and intentionally do that to cause chaos. It is a drama poke to that bear. It is going to stir the crap and you're doing it intentionally or they're doing it intentionally. So the problem with all of these is that you're both responsible for the outcome, whether it's kind of hoarding or whether it's free spending or whatever it is, you're both responsible for the outcome. If together you end up in financial ruin, you're both there. Yes, you can blame it on someone if you want to, but you both ended up in the situation together. And you know, the temper tantrum is just what put you in either a financial bind or jeopardized your relationship to the point of no return or to where it's really become a toxic relationship when it doesn't have to be, or maybe both. So what can you do to change it? So first of all, I have full confidence in your ability to figure it out. I'm going to offer some suggestions to you in case you're kind of stuck. And these are just really to get those creative juices in your mind flowing. If there's any of them that you feel will serve you, by all means, jump in and get it done. But if none of these are quite it, just think about it, ponder on this, journal about it, meditate on it so that you can come up with the best one for you and your partner. And you might even kind of mesh some of them. So big surprise, the very first one is have the freaking conversation. I know that is the blaringly obvious one, but What we usually do is we usually attend or show up to these conversations wrong. The finances are a huge source of contention and it really kind of does impact our freedom. So when we show up with your overspending or your being controlling, you're telling me what to do. Those types of things just add fuel to the fire. So you're going to have to show up to this conversation differently. You're going to have to show up When things are at a mellow spot, so not during the great big blow up, but maybe some at some point after or before or whatever, right? When things are kind of mellow is when you're going to have this conversation and you're going to explain what you've learned about yourself as a result of this episode. You're going to explain what you're doing, AKA own your crap. And you're going to say, this is how I'm feeling. 
you're going to come to this conversation with your partner and say, I'm feeling like I need to exercise my own control and I recognize I'm using money to do it. I realize that I feel like a kid. I feel like you're parenting me. I feel like I don't have the right to make my own decisions. And so I'm fighting you and I'm trying to tell you, don't tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want by exhibiting my own financial control. And I'm recognizing that that's putting us in a bind. Own it. And this is not where you come at them and say, but you did X, Y, Z. Take a hundred percent ownership. Yes, they have some as well, but you're taking a hundred percent ownership. Explain to them. Most of us have partners who are very intelligent and who want what's best for your relationship and for the two of you. So when you can say, I feel like I am doing everything I can to save money and to create more financial security for us. And I feel like you don't even notice and you take advantage of it. And not only do you spend everything that I have saved, but everything we don't have too. And it's making me crazy. It's scaring the hell out of me. Like have that conversation, tell them what's going on. If you're recognizing that you want them to see you sacrificing, tell them, I feel neglected. Like you have to figure out what is the root of that. If you want them to see your sacrifice and feel bad for you and love you more and see you as the martyr, why? What is it that you're lacking? And bring that into the conversation. I feel lonely. I feel unloved. Whatever it is that you're feeling, explain it to them and say, this is how it's coming out for me. It's coming out by me trying to show you how much of a martyr I am. I want you to be proud of me. I want you to be thankful. What is it? I can't put those words into your mouth. You have to articulate that yourself, but you're going to have to figure out what's going on underneath the surface for you first, and then bring it to the conversation. Now, if you recognize that you want to have the final say, then if that's it, just stop that. You're more mature than that. Get over that part. But if there's something in your relationship and this is the only place you feel like you have a say, that's what you bring to the conversation. There are other issues going on in your relationship and you're bringing it out in the finances. That's part of that conversation. Now, if you want to spend as a way to poke the bear, why? Again, I'm going to ask you why. Is there something going on at work that's upsetting you that you just need to blow up so that you can feel that emotional release? Because that's abuse and that's not okay to do that to your partner. Are you upset? Are you tired? Are you needing to put yourself on the priority list? Are you feeling so many internal chaos and hot mess crap going on that you're looking for an emotional outburst and this is how you go about doing it? So again, I'm going to ask you what is going on under the surface and then own it in that conversation. I am so upset and frustrated with everything going on at my work that I want to scream and I can't do it there. And I recognize I'm coming home and because you're not provoking me, I have to create a situation in which I'm provoked so that I can lash out. Yeah, that's pretty hard to own. Talk about a conversation that you could have with your partner in that situation that could really help you hash out some stuff, clear the air and stop this stuff from continuing to happen. That is one of the ways in which we bring work home and take it out on people who we love who have nothing to do with it. 
that's when you and your partner can start talking about different solutions relating to your work. And you don't have to bring this home. But the way you're going to address this starts with clarity. It starts with that awareness of what's going on with you around finances. Now, as you're looking at these, if you recognize maybe your own behavior in some of it, or maybe your partner's behavior in some of it, tweak your conversation a little bit. And that's not when you come at them and say, I know you're poking the bear. No, you come at them and say, from my perspective, this is how I'm feeling. And it looks like this. It looks to me as if you're super frustrated with work, you're unhappy with work, and you don't really have an outlet. And I feel as if you're taking it out on me through the money channel. Now, who knows how that conversation is going to go? You know better than I do. But having that conversation is the very, very first step. And this is where you get raw and real with your partner. It's that whole vulnerability word that we all hate, but suck it up and do it anyway. All right. Another solution to this financial dilemma is asking yourself, is this really a problem? Because sometimes we're just irritated that our partner is maybe giving themselves permission to spend freely and we're not. Maybe the money's there and the actual money concern isn't the actual concern. It's that we're jealous of the fact that they go out and spend money and we're not. So maybe you just need to put yourself on the priority list again. You don't need to ask permission for that. You just choose how you're going to spend your money and spend it on you. Go ahead and get that membership at the spa and make sure you use it. Go get that massage every week or whatever it is that you want to do because you've been putting yourself last and they're not. And that's okay. They don't have to put themselves last. Just because you have been doing it doesn't mean that's appropriate for you. So ask yourself, is this really a problem or am I just creating one because I'm jealous? Okay. Ask yourself, what are other options? If this continues to be a problem, if the spending is so completely different on both halves, what are other options? Can you get separate checking accounts? I know for me, way back in the day when I was married, we had a joint checking and a series of events happened. We ended up with separate checking accounts. And I'll tell you what, that was a lifesaver for me in a lot of different ways. But all of a sudden, I felt like I got a raise. So He was responsible for certain bills. I was responsible for certain bills. And then what I had left over and what he had left over were each our discretionary funds. And it made it really nice because now I got to do what I wanted with my money. It didn't have to be a check-in or a C or whatever. And when he was out, he was out. So it was really kind of nice. Like that was a helpful thing for me, but that may or may not be the right option for you. But consider that that is an option. A friend of mine were talking and they, we were talking about some issues going on with her and her husband regarding finances. And it was some of the stuff that we have discussed already, but I threw that out there. I'm like, well, what about separate checking accounts? And she gave me this like terrified deer in the headlight look and couldn't even like, it just ended there. Like that was a hard no. She couldn't even process that. And I was thinking, okay, so Clearly that's not an option for her at this point in time, but at least I planted the seed. But maybe that is an option for you. This is where your creativity is going to come in. So sometimes if you're having the conversation, depending on how that's met or depending on how that goes, this might be something that you need to keep looking for different options. What else can you do? And see what comes up. This is what you take to the meditation table. This is what you write in your journaling. This is where you're asking for help. This is where you're getting other people's ideas. 
Maybe you go to a financial counselor together or someone who can kind of be, I don't want to say the bad guy, but the financial advisor that can help you guys come up with some goals. And now they're being accountable to that person, not you. So that's another way for you to kind of look as a a workaround with that. And then really get crystal clear if this is your lack mentality. Because like I said before, your fear isn't your partner's problem. There's got to be some kind of happy medium as you're working through that. But if you grew up in a home where lack was really there and it terrifies you, and maybe it doesn't terrify them, maybe they grew up in a different home life where things were a little different, you do need to understand that it is still your responsibility to clean up your side of the street and to have compassion for them. So if they're having a serious lack mentality based on the way in which they grew up and they were raised, how can you have compassion on them while still being authentic and not falling into that lack mindset with for yourself? This is the whole thing with relationships. They get complicated because we're human and none of us are perfect. And we do things mindlessly without even thinking about what we're doing, without really paying attention to the other person. And this is where you bring the mindfulness back in to your financial situation. This is where you really start working together as a team if possible, so that you're able to be on the same page to work on the issues that came up for you and to recognize how this is serving you versus how it's tearing you guys apart and what you want to do about it. All right, my friend, thank you so much for being here, for listening all the way to the end. I really want to congratulate you for all of the work that you do on a regular basis. I know that you're showing up every day fully for yourself, for your family, to make the world a better place. And I just really want to, if I had a chart with your name, I would put a gold sticker on there for you. But I just really want to say thank you and bravo to you. And with that, I will be back in your downloads next week.